0: Hey, it's your boy Mike and this is Can We Keep It Real. How we doing today? We're jumping into some sports. What do you guys think the 10 worst free agent signings were of all times? That's what we're discussing today, so stay tuned and that's what you're going to hear on Can We Keep It Real. If you want to contact us, can we keep it real? 40 at gmail.com. And please go to Apple iTunes and leave a review. It'll help me out a lot. Thanks for listening. Yo, have a real good day. Yo, keep it motherfucking real. Yo, stay tuned for the 10 worst free agent signings of all times. It's your boy, Mikey. What was the 10 most free agent signings in the NFL? Was it Emmett Smith going to Arizona? That time you knew he was done when you seen him go to Arizona, especially when Arizona wasn't even doing anything. But I wonder if Emmitt Smith going to Arizona was a horrible free agent signing. And I think they paid him $8 million when the guy was pretty much all done up. But I mean, you really got to be smart for the Cardinals to bring Emmitt Smith in. He could sell shirts, he could sell hats. And Emma Smith is a good person to bring people in, to bring fans into the stadium, to fill up the seats. And Week 5, I think they were going back to Dallas, and he didn't even have a yard rush. I mean, he only ran for 256 yards for the Arizona Cardinals for that first season. He was washed up by the time he got to Arizona. We know he's an all-time great, but I gotta say, he is one of the worst free agent signings of all times. Football players should know when it's done, instead of making that last move to to a team. I mean, I'm sure Emma Smith didn't mind getting, what, $8 million, but I don't know if that was a good deal for the Arizona Cardinals at the time, but players should know when they're all done, when they're all washed up. Why do players continuously... Keep trying, keep trying. It just blemishes the end of their career. Most people remember the end. Who would be number nine? Who would be another horrible worst free agent signing of all times? Amon Green signing? He goes signed Houston signed Tim but he didn't have nothing left in his tank. By the time the Houstons signed him to his career, he was all done. But Texans needed way better than that. They invested in him thinking that, that he was better than that. But I know when Texans signed him, they thought he was going to be great. Because when he was with the Packers, he was phenomenal. In Green Bay, he rushed for over 8,000 yards and was a four-time Pro Bowl for Green Bay. He was phenomenal with the cheeseheads. Houston really tried to get something. They got Mont Green. They figured he put up good numbers, and they thought it was going to change the structure of their team. He signed a four-year, $20 million deal with Houston. Ended up getting $23 million. Rick Green was the general manager at the time, and he thought it was the perfect situation for them at the time. I mean, if you were getting Green, but even in the late 20s, the NFL only has an average three years NFL career. But between 2007 and 2008, Armand Green only appeared for a few games and never ran between 300 yards in a season. But when you reach a certain age, you can't play no more. You can't play at that NFL position, but he got to be my number nine Worst free agent signing, but he did get 41000 per rushing yard, so that's not bad. But how many people at the end of the line, they get the big signing bonus? Emmitt Smith, I'm on green, but even Ron Dane had a resurrection, but Ron Dane was like a leading rusher that season, but Kubiak was, had a disappointed season that year. I bet when he left Houston, nobody even noticed him. They probably noticed that he should have been arrested for robbing Houston. Number eight, gotta be Scott Mitchell. I mean, how did he earn that? He backed up who? Dan Marino? I don't know how Scott Mitchell got that big payday. But really, in 93, when when Dan Marino started breaking down... That's when pretty much Scott Mitchell ended up stepping up and started in the game. Mitchell did have a few nice games for the Dolphins when Marino went down that one good game against the Eagles. He ends up signing with Detroit. He could have went to so many places. He could have re-signed with Miami, but he goes to Detroit figuring it had a chance to win. The Lions gave him eleven million dollars. What was he? Two thirty-six-six. I mean, people thought he really did have promise. I mean, he threw some nice passes. He hit number eighty for a touchdown. And but when you really started looking at him, he wasn't really accurate. Put him in the clutch, he get picked off. He's not. He wasn't really good under pressure. In his first two years, I think he jumped on Barry Sanders' back, and Barry Sanders took him all the way to the preseason. But once he got to the playoffs, he said, oh, shit, this ain't no free ride. He got picked off in the playoffs, and he got beat by the Eagles like 58-37. to 37. A lot of people would say Scott Mitchell got destroyed, but he wasn't that good. He cried to the referees a lot. In 1995, Scott Mitchell threw some decent passes. He had 32 touchdowns, 12 picks. The breakdown play-by-play, they said he was the most valuable quarterback in the league. But he never won any game that really mattered. He went 0-2 in two playoff starts, five picks. You are listening to Can We Keep It Real? Worst free agent signings of all times. How can we not have worse free agent signings than not having David Boston on the list? I think they thought he was going to be so high, the expectations, but they thought San Diego, this is what they really needed. He had all problems with drugs, attitudes. He was getting hurt. He ended up being a down-out bust. David Boston, he they figured he had a lot of talent on the field. But he just couldn't seem to get it done. But David Boston might have had one or two great years with the Arizona Cardinals. So you really thought he was going to be a special receiver. That he was going to be as good as anyone. From 2000 and 2002... He was gonna be a good future star in the NFL, but Boston's market value. The 2003 season, San Diego Chargers signed him to a seven-year deal worth like forty-seven million dollars. Like I think they even gave him like twelve million guaranteed. Like oh my god! And of course, like every big signing like that, giving him twelve million dollars. Who could have thought he would have only played one year? David Boston struggled immediately as a San Diego Charger, and everyone thought he had a good future, but it became a disaster so fast. He was not mature. He was immature. He was a little biatch. Teammates didn't like him, he's sleeping in meetings, he had no focus at all. It was said that David Boston was doing drugs, he was into trouble all the time, he just couldn't get it going, you figure with all that money. And his father, I believe, is an official in the NFL. But San Diego was not thinking they were going to get this when they signed him. I remember some of the passes that were thrown to David Boston. And he would admit later on that he had bad hands. How do you be a future number one receiver and you have bad hands? He couldn't catch. You spent all that money. He became a problem for San Diego. They had to let him go. We gotta put Jeff Garcia, a three-time Pro Bowler with the 49ers. He was at one time one of the NFL's hottest hits before the 2004 season. He seemed like a good quarterback for San Fran, and he was an overachiever, so leave San Fran going to the Browns. He probably led a great comeback in playoff history against the Giants, I believe. And at the time, the Browns were looking for somebody veteran, so he struck gold with $25 million. Damn, Cleveland's always getting burnt. But put him in that brown uniform and you got the Cleveland curse. They couldn't get anything going. Garcia had no rhythm. He couldn't get the offense going. He would have been better off his career as a backup quarterback. Holding a clipboard. But you can't give him all the money to be a starting quarterback. All the money that the Browns... Since the Browns returned... Look at all the quarterback. Couch. Spurgeon. Doug Peterson. Jeff Garcia. Manziel. Garcia didn't even last one season with the Browns. They kicked him to the curb like after 10 games. They said, hit the bricks, buddy. You gotta go. And the Browns, got after he left the Browns, he took the Eagles to the playoffs and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. People would say he was a good quarterback and he was on lousy teams, lousy quarterbacks, but... Cleveland is a quarterback-killing team, bub.